I'm Dr. Sarah Dill, and this is the Stressless Physician Podcast, episode number 82. Welcome to the Stressless Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Dill, MD. Using my unique combination of coaching and mindfulness tools, I will teach you practical ways to reduce your stress level, feel happier at work, and create a better balance between your medical career and personal life. If you are a busy practicing physician who wants to design a life and medical career that feel good to you, you are in the right place. Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful end of summer. We are out here in California. We're actually having some warmer weather um, instead of so much fog, and it's lovely. Lovely, lovely. I can't believe that it's already the end of August. That's the day that I am recording this whenever you might be listening to it. I am in the middle of doing some vacation planning, which I'm very excited about. I have definitely done a lot more trips this year, and it's my birthday next month. So I am gifting myself a trip up to Big Sur for a long weekend and a course and a stay at this sort of mecca of self-development called Esalen. I don't know if anyone else has been there. I love it. But there's no cell phone service. There's very limited Wi-Fi. There's amazing food and natural hot springs. And it's just a very beautiful place in which to retreat and do some self-reflection. And then the other vacation I'm planning is some time in October. And I think that we've decided we're going to go to Sicily. And I was thinking about it in terms of what I want to talk to you about today, which is if you're planning a trip, you need to know where you want to go right? And then you can start doing all the details. Then you can figure out the how and what it's going to look like and how you're going to get there and all of that. And this is very relevant to what I wanted to talk to you about today, which is, do you know what your sort of dream medical practice looks like? Do you know what your dream career looks like if it's no longer a medical practice? Do you know what your dream life looks like? Just to broaden it, I know I mentioned this last time that this is what I wanted to talk to you about, but it's the idea that if you want to make some changes in your life, I find it very helpful to have a sense, to have a plan, to have a vision to have maybe written it all down of where you want to end up. When you end up there, it will probably be different than what you thought, right? Which is totally fine for anyone who's taken a trip and you had your plans and then travel being what it is. Sometimes things end up very differently, but you at least have that goal, right? I've driven across the country a lot, many, many times, and I always know where I want to go. Sometimes the route I take changes depending on road construction and weather and all sorts of things. But before we figure out the how and the details and all of that, we need to figure out what your dream practice looks like. And I want to help you in today's podcast start to identify what that dream practice looks like for you today. And it may be very different than what you wanted five years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago, right? This is something that evolves. And so what I wanted to do, this is a little different. I don't know if all of you know that I wrote a book actually about 
maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little longer now. And it's called The Doctor Dilemma, How to Quit Being Miserable Without Quitting Medicine. It's available on Amazon. And I'm going to read you a chapter from the book that I wrote on this very subject. It's chapter nine. So it comes sort of later in the book about this. And it's called Dream Baby Dream. And this is the process of identifying your dream career. So I'll just start by reading and then I'll offer a little editorial and I will go ahead and put a link to the book on Amazon in the show notes as well. But it's easy to find. Again, my name, Sarah Dill, called The Doctor Dilemma, How to Quit Being Miserable Without Quitting Medicine. So I start off by asking, are you focused on your past or your future? Most of us are past focused. We think about the choices we made. We might regret things we did or did not do. And we wonder about other potential paths we didn't take. Being past focused, however, keeps us stuck in the past and likely repeating it. This chapter is about turning your attention to your future and creating a future that is so much better than your past. The degree to which you don't know what you truly want is the degree to which you won't ever get it. Many times we are so busy simply surviving our busy lives as physicians that we don't ever stop to consider our dreams. We believe we will never be able to get what we want, so we consider thinking about our dreams as frivolous or unrealistic. You might have kids and a mortgage after all, right? But I assure you it's not frivolous or unrealistic, and it is in fact required. Within you is your very own map to your destiny, and it's written in your wants and your desires. Pay attention to what you want and to what you truly desire, and you will start living the life you are meant to be living. As the poet Rumi said, what you seek is seeking you. This is when it gets fun. This is when you give yourself permission to want what you want, to dream big, and then to dream even bigger, to be totally and completely unrealistic, to not censor yourself, to not worry yet about the how, but to start by focusing on the what. It's also very common and normal to feel scared or vulnerable when you write down your dreams and what you want. For so many years, many of us have been telling ourselves that we can't have what we really want or that we need to be realistic and, quote, make the best of it. So plan on it feeling uncomfortable when you crack open that long sealed door to the basement room where you exiled your dreams. I have my clients start by identifying their top five or 10 life goals. What are five things that you feel like you must accomplish or experience in your life before you die? What would you on your deathbed deeply regret not having experienced? These might change over time or after you've achieved some of them. And it's a good idea to revisit this exercise at least yearly. Examples from some of my clients are as follows. To have a life partner and an amazing, loving, and passionate relationship. To become a parent. To be an amazing mom or dad to my children. To have a job that I love going to every day to have a deep connection with God, to have a job in which I earn enough to start a foundation for my charitable causes, to travel to every continent on the planet. This is an exercise that I encourage you to do on paper. It's helpful to write it out and revisit it. Post your answers where you can see them regularly. List your top five, or again, 10 outcomes for your life. Think about how you spent the last few days. 
how much of your time was used to help make your top priorities become a reality? And please don't use this information to beat yourself up. This is just about getting clear on why your life is not fulfilling. List some things you can do that might contribute to making these top outcomes a reality. And put this list somewhere you can see it every day. Knowing what you want. The biggest mistake I see unhappy physicians make and that I made myself and that cost me a lot of money and even more time is to leave their current job before they know what they want. I hear this all the time. My clients tell me, I don't know what I want, but I do know I don't want the job I have now. And that's fine. Knowing what you don't want is often the first step to change. But I have found it's much easier and much more efficient to identify what you do want rather than to keep focusing on what you don't want. In fact, focusing on what you don't want is a problem because it not only keeps you feeling terrible, but also prevents you from taking effective action to find the job you want and the life of your dreams. But you can use knowing what you don't want to help you determine what you truly do. So you can start by identifying what you don't want. Can you make a list of everything you don't like about your job? Feel free to think about your current job and any past jobs. Then think about everything you don't like about your current career and being a doctor in general. Last, think about everything you don't like about your life in general. This is sort of a bummer to do, isn't it? I know we often talk about focusing on the positive and being grateful, but it's important to start somewhere and actually identify honestly what you don't like, what you'd prefer not to experience. It's also pretty easy to identify all the things we don't like, but it's crucial again, not to get stuck here. As I mentioned before, the more we focus on what we don't want and currently have, the more negative we feel about our lives and the less likely we are to take action. Is it counterintuitive? Yes, but test it yourself. When you think about everything you don't like about your job and career and life, how do you feel? Maybe depressed or angry or hopeless? maybe some despair. When you feel that way, what do you do? Typically, when we focus on what we don't like about our lives, we either don't do anything or we do something to distract ourselves and make us feel temporarily better. This might be having a glass of wine, eating something, watching TV, going shopping, or complaining. None of these things lead to change. So now I want you to think about what you do want. This is incredibly important. Again, knowing what you want is the roadmap to where you want to be headed. You need to know where you want to go before you start. Think about it like taking a road trip. You're in Chicago. Do you want to go to New York City or San Francisco? There are many routes to either place, but you need to know your destination first. Then you can start to figure out how to get there. One thing I notice is that many of my clients use gratitude to keep themselves stuck. Feeling grateful is a wonderful emotion that we can cultivate by expressing appreciation for what we have. Positive psychology studies have shown that gratitude increases our well-being and happiness and is associated with increased energy, optimism, and empathy. That's why I included cultivating gratitude as a happiness hack. However, many physicians tell me they aren't happy, but they don't feel like they are allowed to be unhappy because they already have so much, a loving partner, kids, a good job, and so forth. This is what I call the gratitude trap. Yes, I want you to absolutely appreciate what you have, but don't let having a quote good life stop you 
from going after more. Wanting more doesn't make you selfish. Wanting more is part of the human experience. Wanting more is how we evolve to our next level. This exercise of listing what you want will be very powerful and important for you if you tend to use gratitude as a way of staying stuck and feeling sort of blah in your life. You might be one of those physicians who isn't super unhappy, but you aren't really happy and definitely are not excited about your future. Be grateful and let yourself dream. What else might you want to achieve or go after or experience in your life? Grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down 50 things you want. You can include things you want that you already have, like a spouse or children or a house. Include big and little wants, maybe some vacations, experiences, dreams. If you can't write it all down now, just go ahead and do it in your mind. Was it hard for you to come up with 50 things you wanted? Or maybe it was easy. How do you feel now? Some of my clients feel energized. Many clients, however, feel either depressed or sort of selfish and greedy after completing this exercise. That was sort of my experience. But this is good information to know because we know that our thoughts create our feelings. Go inside your head and figure out what you're thinking about this list you just made. Maybe you think it's too much or that you shouldn't want so much or that you should be more grateful for what you do have. Maybe you think that this list is just pointing out everything you don't have and that you will probably never be able to fulfill these wants. It's really important to identify your beliefs about your future and what is possible for you. What do you believe about your future? Many of my clients are so deep in survival mode that they haven't asked themselves what they really want because it seems so futile and also so painful. Shifting your beliefs about what is possible for you and your future is essential, however, to creating the future you want, even if you currently think it might be too good to be true. So I want you to take a moment here and simply reflect on the following questions. What do you think your future will look like? How do you feel when you think about your future? How do you want to feel about your future? What would you have to believe to feel that way? Can you believe that now? A lot of my clients think they're simply telling me the truth about their future. They don't realize that they're actually telling me their thoughts about their future and that those thoughts might not be useful or true and that those thoughts are all optional. Let me share with you some of my thoughts about my future and feel free to borrow them. Let me just say that these are thoughts that I do have, but not all the time. I have to remind myself to work on them. That's a little editorial from current me. I have plenty of time to do what's truly important to me. My life is always getting better and better. I will always keep learning and growing into the next version of me. I can create whatever I want in the future. I want to help make the world a better place now and for the future. Ideal job description. So now that you've gotten in touch with some of your life goals and made a list of your wants for your life in general, let's work on creating a specific version of your ideal career or job or practice. The hardest part of this is not to get stuck in the quote, yeah, buts. The yeah, buts are those negative comments your brain so helpfully provides, not really. Whenever you start to dream or think about making changes in any part of your life, the bigger and more important the dream, the more your brain panics and tries to warn you that it's impossible and that you should just give up now. This is normal. I'm just going to repeat that. This is normal. This is your brain, your primitive brain, trying to keep you safe. Our brains evolved to keep us safe. 
right? Our brain wants us to avoid pain and seek pleasure. It wants us to stay in the cave, which represents safety, and not venture outside, which represents danger, the unknown, the new. And often, until the pain of your current job or life situation gets too intense to bear, your fear of change is often successful in keeping you, quote, safe and stuck right where you are. That is why so many doctors accept their current job as is and try to, quote, make the best of it rather than change it to better suit them or find a new job altogether. The fact that you're reading this book or listening tells me that your pain is finally enough to urge you to overcome whatever fears you have of making changes. So congratulations on having the courage to come this far. It will only get better from here, I promise. On a piece of paper, maybe with a favorite pen, Start writing down a description of your ideal job, or you can do it on your computer. I just want you to do it. I often have my clients label this their too good to be true job description. Sometimes just acknowledging that this is an ideal or too good to be true job helps quiet that voice of the inner critic and the quote realistic part of your brain. Start by asking yourself whether you still enjoy clinical practice. Do you still enjoy seeing patients or operating or medicine in general? Most of the physicians I work with discover that they genuinely do enjoy parts of their medical practice, but that the parts they don't like are draining all the joy out of being a doctor. If this is you, do the exercise in terms of describing your too good to be true clinical practice. If you truly don't want to stay in clinical medicine at all or see patients any longer, this is when you write down your ideal job description outside of medicine, right? So write down your too good to be true career. I want you to be as specific as humanly possible. If your brain keeps telling you that something is quote unrealistic or silly or impossible, just say thanks for sharing and keep going. That's why I call it your too good to be true job description. This exercise usually takes days or weeks to do and is a work in progress. It's not something you do once. As the circumstances of your life change, marriage, baby, illness, new interests, moving, etc., your ideal job description or dream career will change. But let's start and discover what is it now? Start by remembering why you went into medicine in the first place. How did you picture your life as a doctor? When you were deciding which residency to pursue, what patients did you imagine yourself taking care of? What was your vision for your practice in your career? If you could have it all your way, what would your ideal medical practice or career look like? I like you to think magically. This is me editorializing again. So I often ask patients, right, if you could just wave a magic wand and have whatever you want, what would it look like? So here are some additional prompts to answer along the way. Patients, do you want to see patients? And if so, what kinds of patients with what kinds of diagnoses? Do you want to do procedures? And if so, which ones? If you don't want to see patients, which work activities do you enjoy? Additional jobs and or income sources. Do you have any interest in leadership roles, research, consulting for pharmaceutical companies, clinical trials, selling products in an office, cosmetic practice, teaching, administrative roles in a hospital or group practice? Do you want a side gig? Work setting. Do you want to be in an office, an OR, a hospital, one site or several? Do you want to work from home or to travel? What kind of work environment do you see yourself in? Type of practice. 
academic, private, combination, solo or group, small group, large group, employee or self-employed, teaching, volunteer or paid, telemedicine or virtual or in-person. Colleagues, do you want to be alone in the office or practice or have other colleagues, MDs or mid-levels such as PAs or nurse practitioners? Do you want to have medical students or residents rotating with you? What's your communication style with colleagues and bosses? Income, how much do you want to make? How much do you need to make at minimum to support yourself and any family or dependents you may currently have? Practice financial structure. The options here include cash pay, insurance, paid or both, on salary or on production or a percentage or both. Location, urban or rural. What state or geographic area or do you want to try to be international? What recreational activities are important to have nearby? Do you want to be close to family or perhaps not close? Schedule. How many days and hours per week? Will it include nights or weekends? Will you take call? And if so, how often? How flexible in terms of sick days or family emergencies? How family friendly and flexible do you need your schedule to be? This is where I want you to really be honest too. This is me editorializing again, because so often I feel like my clients and physicians and professionals I know feel guilty when they admit, right, that they don't want to work that many days. So just be honest here. This is for you. No need to feel ashamed or feel guilty. And if you do, that's important information. Again, if you genuinely have no desire to see patients, please do this exercise, but answer it in terms of your ideal non-clinical career description. The same questions apply. Day-to-day activities, location, work environment, work in an office or from home, hours and days and salary, travel and so forth. Details are important. I'll say details are critical. This exercise is crucial and typically, again, takes days or weeks to complete. Don't be in a rush here. You may want to put it aside and come back to it tomorrow or another day to take another pass. There's no wrong way to do this. The only mistake is not doing it. You don't have to know how to make it happen. Right now, you just want to focus on getting clear about what your ideal practice looks like. Your power to create this dream future increases dramatically with the clarity of your view. That is the end of that chapter. I did editorialize a little bit here and there. But again, I just want you to consider doing this. And what I usually recommend is just start a piece of paper or a folder and write stuff down when it comes to you. You may notice things like when you are jealous of other people, right? You hear something about their career or job, right? And you wish you had that, right? For me, it's the phrase, oh, that must be nice. That's something I need to pay attention to. I write it down and I put it in the file, right? Get really clear. Do you want to work five days a week, four days a week, two days a week, one day a week? Do you not want to take call even if you're in a specialty that typically requires it? Again, this is your too good to be true, unrealistic, magical career list. Okay. I don't want you to be realistic, right now when you're doing it. That's one way that we limit ourselves. I don't want you to worry about the how or the yeah, but, right? Yeah, but how is that going to work? Yeah, but that must be unrealistic. Don't pay attention to those right now. We will focus on those. That's another step when you actually have committed and decided. Then we go through all those problems. Then we use our problem-solving mind to figure out how to make it happen. 
what's a potential path. This is the one exercise I really hope you do. This exercise is really the basis for so much change and potential and for starting to love your life more, being honest about what it is you want, even if what you currently have used to be what you want. You don't have to want the same thing. And in fact, I think it's normal to change what you want out of life and your career over time. Please reach out if you have any questions. And again, I will put the link to my book on Amazon in the show notes. And I hope this is an exercise that you will do over time. Take your time. There's no rush. The only mistake is in not doing it. Okay. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. If you are a busy practicing physician ready to start feeling less stressed, enjoy work more, and learn how to create a more balanced and sustainable medical practice and life, sign up for a consult call with me at saradill.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com. It would be my privilege and pleasure to work with you.